This Mother's Day, celebrate the extraordinary women in your life with a heartfelt gift from Blue Nile. Whether it's for your mom, a mother figure, or yourself as a mom, find that perfect piece to express your love and appreciation. Explore Blue Nile's exquisite pearls and mesmerizing gemstones that she's sure to love. Enjoy fast shipping options like guaranteed free shipping and returns. Make this Mother's Day unforgettable with a piece from Blue Nile. Right now, get up to 50% off at BlueNile.com. That's BlueNile.com. Millions of people have lost weight with personalized plans from Noom, like Evan, who can't stand salads and still lost 50 pounds. Salads generally for most people are the easy button, Right. For me, that wasn't an option. I never really was a salad guy. That's just not who I am. But Noom worked for me. Get your personalized plan today at Noom.com. Real Noom user compensated to provide their story. In four weeks, the typical Noom user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary. Secret Cabinet. Hello and welcome to the Secret Cabinet. I'm Travis Dow, that does the English version of the show, and the content is by Der Budler, who does the original Das Geheime Kabinett in German. And this episode is edited by Sam Davis, the host of the Inward Empire podcast, which is about American history. And today, the murder dolls of Edinburgh. The capital of Scotland, Edinburgh, has, besides a beautiful old town, tons of tourists, and the occasional bagpiper standing around, it also has the ancient remains of a volcano right in its midst, the so-called King Arthur's Seat. However, probably in reality, the 250-meter-high cliff probably doesn't have much to do with the legendary King Arthur. Depending on who you ask... The city hill in the center of Edinburgh, which, by the way, is still in pristine condition and not built up, might have its origins in the Gaelic name Art Nasait, which means Peak of Arrows, or maybe from the Gaelic Art Theer Suite, simply Place on High Ground. Especially on weekends, Arthur's Seat is a beloved day-trip destination for herds of Scottish people with their sandwiches packed up and you can see them walking single file up the small trails on their little pilgrimage to the top, where you can enjoy the beautiful view. But the hill also is connected with a mysterious find whose exact origins remain a mystery to this day. Let's hark back to the year 1836. According to legend, a group of boys, one legend has it five, went to go hunt rabbits. They went up to King Arthur's seat where there was a couple of little caves where rabbits were often seen and sat on a part of the cliff that just kind of stuck out a little bit. One of the boys lost his footing, started to slip, tried to save himself by setting his foot down on a stone. However, that stone couldn't hold his weight and slipped out of place too and he slipped down in a little stone trench quite a ways. There were no serious injuries incurred. So he gathers himself back together and goes to investigate the area where the stone had slipped. Because, namely, where that stone was was now kind of a bigger hole and was hiding in a much bigger cave. So he calls over the other boys, and together they peep through the hole into that cavernous area. And therein laid 
cleanly stacked one on top of the other, 17 little boxes in two rows, each eight pieces, and the 17th was in a third row on top. Upon closer inspection, it turns out that the approximately 10 centimeter long boxes are in fact little coffins. The decorated lids are removable, and inside were little wooden dolls made out of pine, each one of them individually dressed in different clothes. Also, the coffins were in various stages of sort of decomposition, where the coffin on top seemed to be the newest. So what's up with this rather strange find? Who hid these doll coffins here? And especially, why? The wildest theory started to make the rounds. It could have been some sort of Celtic, maybe magic, ritual, as in witchcraft. In fact, there are finds of voodoo-like dolls within Europe. The idea here is simple. The microcosm can affect the macrocosm, as in what I do here in miniature form will affect the bigger real world. It's not even necessarily black magic. For instance, it could be that these 17 dolls stand for 17 bodies that could not have been buried properly according to the rites. Maybe the victims of a ship sinking. At that time, it was almost unfathomable to not have a body to be resurrected in in the coming end of days. For the very strictly religious Scots, that was not a pretty thought. The number 17, though, also reminded of another previous occurrence. Namely, the string of murders perpetrated by a guy known as the Resurrection Man, William Burke and William Hare, and their two life partners. These two couples started their career as grave robbers, but since the anatomical faculty pays top dollar for fresh corpses, it's estimated that up to a thousand cadavers because of the medical science at the time, were stolen from graves every year. So Burke and Hare thought to themselves, there might be an easier way to cut corners on this nightly escapade of robbing graves. There must be a more direct supply to get corpses. And they used the little detail that Hare ran a boarding house with plenty of available victims. They even developed a murder method to suffocate the victim in such a way that there was absolutely no trace of violence, and therefore still plausible that it wasn't murder. In fact, this method, which is holding the mouth and nose closed until the person dies, is to this day still called burking. Unfortunately, the quartet became more and more careless. Namely, they murdered a prostitute of whom many of the actual med students were customers, and recognized her again when she was back on the table. But because the anatomist, Dr. Knox, who bought the corpses off of Burke and Hare wholesale, also protected them, they got away with the murders for some 11 months, even when they killed a boy who half of the city went after to look for. And even he was recognized again on the table of Dr. Knox. However, on the last occurrence, Burke was so careless that other guests were able to hear the murder happening and called the police. The murdering quartet could still hide the corpse in time, However, by their interrogation, they kept having different enough versions of the same story that eventually they were caught. However, oddly enough, despite all this, they were still missing solid proof. And because of this, the prosecuting attorney offered a full pardon if he confessed. 
And so Hare snitched on Burke and went free while Burke made his way to the gallows. The sentence against Burke was carried out on the 29th of January, 1829. So only six years before the mysterious find of the doll coffins. Did either Hare or Burke, or maybe one of their life partners, create these little coffins, maybe to make up for the 17 murders, one for each corpse? That would match the theories, since the lids are very well decorated with metals and such. Not unlike that of which a shoemaker might use in that time. And Burke was, before his second career, a shoemaker. And even though the murder dolls weren't made without any talent, they were still made with pretty crude tools. Roughly the kind of tools that a shoemaker would have laying around. That, at least, is also the presumption of Alan Simpson and Samuel Manaphy, who both spent some time studying these coffins starting in the 1990s. Or at least the ones that survived over the years, because there's only eight left in the National Museum of Scotland. But they studied it scientifically since then. In 1994, they wrote an essay in the book of the Old Edinburgh Club, Volume 3, and came up with the theory that the coffins were actually carved by two different people. And the coffins weren't also made for the dolls. In fact, one of the dolls, the arm was torn off so it fit inside the coffin. And they were made in such a way that they could stand up straight and originally had some sort of head covering, like a hat or something. So presumably before, they were actual toy soldiers, basically. And Simpson and Manaphy believe that they were produced sometime around 1790. But analysis on the threads and the cloth show that one of them at least could not have been made before 1812. So there actually could be a connection with the so-called Westport murders of Burke and Hare. Well, yes and no, because for one, all the dolls are wearing pants, even though the victims were usually female. If the dolls were made particularly for this burial, then it actually would have been easier to tailor little skirts instead of little pants. And not to mention that the four murderers were caught directly after their last murder, so not enough time to create that 17th doll, let alone bury it. The first one of the 17 that they actually sold in that manner actually died of a natural cause, so there shouldn't even be a coffin there. And also, despite the thorough accounting of Burke, we still might not know all the victims, or maybe the dolls were usually placed beforehand, like before the murder took place. And because of this, in 2005, the National Geographic attempted, very much like the recent Jack the Ripper case, to try to find traces of DNA of Burke's, perhaps on the doll. But this trial was met without success, for the reason that way too many people had handled the dolls in the past. And also because the museum only allowed tests that would in no way damage the dolls, which, of course, also have a smaller chance of success. and therefore. The mystery still stands to this day. But these graves also might represent a cenotaph, like as in an empty tomb, sort of like the grave for the missing soldier. But no one's really searched for perhaps an accident that happened at that time that had 17 victims. Or maybe it really was just part of a magic ritual with the purpose of ridding the world of a problem. Or was it something completely different? Even if we never solve this mystery, one thing remains true. The Scottish capital of Edinburgh remains a fascinating, mysterious city. Great ghost tours.